Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We all know the Internet has so much to offer, but there are corners of the Internet you don't want your children going to. So what do you do? There's an endless list of complicated, technical, expensive solutions that impact the entire family and require hours of tech support. Circle with Disney found a better way. This awesome little device designed for families manages content and time online for all the devices in your home. Easy to set up. You can filter content, set time limits, even set a bedtime. Each person can have their own setting. This way, your children don't end up in scary internet territory. But mom and dad can still use the internet to get their work done. Use code NANCY at circlewithnancy.com. Get $10 off your circle and free shipping. Circlewithnancy.com. Offer code NANCY. Thank you, Circle, for protecting our children. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on Sirius XM Triumph, Channel 132. This is a murder mystery that has attracted national attention. She was beaten to death with the church as she got ready to teach a workout class inside. He suffered puncture wounds to the head and chest. Surveillance video shows the suspect dressed in police SWAT gear. Carrying a hammer. The killer recorded on surveillance video roaming the halls of the church with a distinctive gait. The family of murder victim Missy Beavers speaking out. We need clothes. Missy's husband, Brandon Beavers. I've pretty much exhausted every scenario and every avenue that I can think of of who could have done this? Police say the couple's marriage was in trouble. Reports of infidelity. Brandon Beavers is cooperating and has not been named a suspect. A beautiful young mom, totally dedicated to her little girls and her family, decides to start an exercise class, a so-called gladiator class. That's for hardcore exercising. And she wanted to make it for other moms that have to get their children to school early in the morning like I do. So in order to do that, I mean, I have to get up at 5 o'clock every morning to get everything done. She did too, except by 5 o'clock in the morning, she was already at her exercise class setting up for an early, early morning workout for all those busy moms. I'm talking about Missy Beavers, who was found 
bludgeoned and stabbed dead inside a Midlothian church as she was setting up for her gladiator-style aerobics class early one morning. As where I grew up, as people say in the middle of nowhere, who would commit a murder in this very extremely rural part of Texas? The case unsolved. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us. To top it all off, so much of it was caught on tape. Cheryl McCollum, there's a new bombshell right now. But first, tell me about these video surveillance that we have seen so many times of the killer strolling around the church just before Missy was bludgeoned and stabbed dead. Nancy, this killer is walking around the church, taking his time, opening doors, going in and out of Sunday school rooms, other places. Literally just taking a tour of the church. I think a better way to put it, Cheryl, was killing time. Killing time. He's not taking anything. He's just (laughs) sauntering around waiting for Missy Beavers to show up. This was no robbery gone bad. This was a calculated, premeditated murder, Cheryl. Nothing was taken, Nancy. Nothing at all. He doesn't have a backpack with him. He doesn't have any type of satchel to put belongings in. He's not there to burglarize that church. He is laying in wait for that victim to show up. And now, a brand new revelation. Out to Alan Duke joining me from L.A. What's the latest, Alan? I've been corresponding with Brandon Beavers, the husband, for some time now. We've shared that before. But I just got a new email from him. He won't go on audio, on tape, but he sent this message, and it has some really interesting things in it, and our experts have been looking at. Would you like for me to read the first few sentences? Tell me the interesting points. He says that his quoting now, the children are not terribly fond of apprehending this person. They don't want to revisit those emotions. They've told me this. They see here the daily anxiety I have in finding this person, and I think they're tired of the mentality this puts on our day-to-day life. They want normalcy and happiness. And at the end of that, he says that he's going to stop thinking about his wife's murder or who killed her, only he's going to think about how she lived her life and what she gave. You know, Cheryl McCollum, I hear what he's saying. But in my case, I, you know, I tried so hard to put Keith's murder, my fiance's murder, shortly before our wedding out of my mind because it was destroying me every day. I lost down to 89 pounds. I dropped out of school. I wouldn't do anything. And I really... It must have been the grace of God that brought me back. And mm-hmm. it, it kills you from the inside. And so I understand what this must be doing to those children. But I was lucky enough that the prosecutor found the killer and brought him to justice. I, I, I don't know that I could let it go if it was unsolved, Cheryl. Here's my concern as a parent. It's harder for you to go to trial. Or it's harder for you to know there's a killer walking around that could be at your child's ball field or church or restaurant. Are you kidding me? There's no way. It would be debilitating for me to think that a murderer is out there among my children more than going to court. Alan, what else have you learned? He says, and I'm quoting this email, I want justice, but I, too, fear the reality of bringing this case person to trial and the emotional uncertainty that may go with it. So you have to ask yourself, do you bang your head on the wall every day with this? Do you allow the unsolved aspect of this to infiltrate your thoughts, put yourself in a foul state of mind every day when you have three kids to focus on? Starting 2018, I'm done allowing this uncertainty to control me this way. I will leave the headbanging and brain rot to the investigators. To Dr. Brian Russell joining me, lawyer and psychologist, host of Investigation Discovery's Fatal Vows series. Dr. Brian, explain to me what's going through the mind of Missy Beaver's husband when he says he's just not going to care about this anymore. He's going to force himself not to try to figure it out. Well, Nancy, I think some people will listen to this and say, oh, you know, this must be a fatal vows case because, you know, he seems like he's not that interested in pursuing 
the killer. Uh, it's an O.J. Simpson kind of a thing. But, you know, it, it calls to mind something else about the O.J. Simpson case, which is that the children of somebody who is a, a surviving parent in this case do, uh, you know, as we saw with O.J.'s kids, they they have an affinity for their parent. And in, in O.J.'s case, I believe the parent was guilty. But this guy may be totally innocent, and the kids are seeing that he is being absolutely pilloried uh, by many people on social media. And from what I can tell, it's just strictly because they've heard probably from watching shows like mine and listening to shows like this, that statistically, when these things happen, the spouse is, is the most likely uh, person to be the perpetrator. And so, and it, of course, they want justice for their mother, I would think these children do, but they also probably have some fatigue from seeing their father, uh, who they want desperately to believe is innocent and may very well be innocent, be beaten up day after day after day on social media. And so I, I, it doesn't really surprise me that much. I, in other words, I think what he's saying may be true, that the kids are at a point where you know, if this is going to drag on and on and on and law enforcement is going to go on indefinitely without uh, a firm suspect, you know, getting it past them and moving on with their dad as a family may have taken priority over getting the thing solved and tried and somebody convicted. Right now, we are learning that just in the last weeks, the husband, Brandon Beavers, is stating that he is convinced the killer that murdered his wife one early morning at a Midlothian church does not know, did not know his wife. Now, Cheryl McCollum, Cold Case Investigator, you're the expert, you're the director of the Cold Case Institute. I feel for Brandon Beaver's children so much, but I just do not believe the killer did not know Missy Beavers. The killer is waiting in this church out in the middle of a rural area at what, 3.30 in the morning? No. Right. Doesn't steal anything. Manages to approach and leave the Midlothian church without a vehicle being spotted by any surveillance video. Clearly having to park some distance away and walk, sneak up to the church. No bag, no suitcase, nothing to steal anything. She Correct. was targeted. And I don't understand why Brandon is saying she was not targeted. Maybe that's what he wants to believe, that no friend or relative would have done this thing to her. I'm not saying it was a friend or relative, but it was somebody that knew Missy Beavers. I can tell you that much, Cheryl McCollum. A lot of planning went into this, Nancy, from the outfit, traveling to and from wherever he lived, to the church, staying in the church 30 minutes before she arrived. Absolutely. There's, there's no evidence of burglary. There's no evidence of sexual assault. That leaves us with revenge. She was targeted. That person was laying in wait for her. And, you know, again, a lot of what Alan was saying earlier concerns me. The way he phrases things is a little unusual to me. Like when he says, starting 2018, I'm not going to allow the uncertainty to control me. I believe the head banging and brain rot to the investigators. Well, we're not at 2018 yet, so I don't know what he's doing between now and then. And the other thing that worries me is when he says, trust me, when I say they are qualified, meaning the police, they're qualified what? To bang their head and rot their brain? Well, I, I, I feel anything. very much for Missy's family. Very much. I'm a crime victim myself. However, I don't consider finding the killer to be brain rot or head banging. However, to his defense, Cheryl, to allow it to totally consume you like I did after Keith's murder... I mean, to do, you, you can't do that with when you have children because they deserve a happy mom. They deserve an upbeat, energetic mom. They don't deserve a depressed mom spiraling downward because of evil in, in this world or cruelty 
or heinous crime. Um, that That's not what I want for them. And when I find myself getting into that place, Cheryl, I mean, you know, you met me when I was a brand new prosecutor and that's, I lived, breathed, ate, drank, putting one guy after the next guy, after the next guy, after the next guy behind bars because trying to fix what happened to Keith, I think. Absolutely. No question. But listen to me. He says things like, I wish the whack job social media stuff would go to hell. He doesn't say he wishes the killer would go to hell. He says, I forgive the killer and I want him to know that. What? His anger seems misplaced. You're pissed off at Facebook? You want Facebook to go to hell because they're calling you out that maybe one day your kids may, you know, peer into this window that somebody thought you had something to do with it? He should be the first one seeking revenge on this person, the first one that every day is demanding justice, real justice, which means you go to prison. You don't have the right to walk the same Well, wait a minute. This is Texas, children. and it's laying in wait. That's a death penalty case. Dr. Brian Russell, I'm a trial lawyer. I'm a crime victim. Cheryl McCollins, the director of the Cold Case Institute. You're the shrink and host of Investigation Discovery's Fatal Vows. It, and, please analyze for us. I'd say, I, I, I don't ever judge a murder victim, uh, which would be her fam- Missy's family, and what they're saying, because they're out of their minds with grief. But I hear what Cheryl McCollum is pointing out. Weigh in, Dr. Brian Russell. I think we may be connecting some dots here that don't necessarily connect. I, I can understand uh, what Cheryl is saying, but but I can also see... Uh, explanations for these words that we're hearing from the husband that that uh, would be benign, and so I personally don't jump to any conclusion based on the words that we're discussing here this morning. And I look at the manner of death. You look at how Missy died. That was a bludgeoning, and you know that is usually indicative of one of two things, somebody who wanted to have up close and personal contact with the victim during the crime or somebody who was surprised by the victim and grabbed whatever was handy to uh, to, to kill the victim. And so, you know, I, I think that you're probably right. It's, it's more probable that it, it was somebody who uh, had it in for this woman and wanted to be up close and personal. Uh, but I also think there's some percentage, may, maybe single digits, uh, maybe a little bit higher percent chance that it was somebody who maybe was in that church with something else or someone else in mind. And she came in there to teach that class and the person grabbed what was handy, killed her and and took off without having accomplished whatever else it was they were in the church to do. Well, could it be that all the loving memories he had, and I know they had marital discord. I know in the search warrant, police said that one of them or somebody in the marriage was having an affair. Um, I know there were issues. There are issues in every marriage, but they're also loving memories. There's love at some point, and there are children in his mind, I wonder if in uh, Brandon's mind that all the love is being drowned out by all the vitriol on social media. You know, Cheryl McCollum, I, I never would, as you know, talk about Keith's murder. I kept it a secret the whole time mm-hmm. I prosecuted. Hardly anybody knew because I did not want Absolutely. defense attorneys trying to use it against me in any way at a trial. Okay, so I had to keep it a very closely guarded secret. Very few people knew that I was a a tangential victim of murder when I was a prosecutor. I remember the first time I ever spoke about it publicly, Cheryl, it was on Larry King. Mm -hmm. And I, as you know, from us being friends way, way, way back when in court, there are chunks of time before and after Keith's murder that I just cannot remember much less uh, much of the funeral and the trial. I remember very little of it. When Larry asked me when it happened, I actually I had the day right, August 6th, and got the year wrong. Because I totally could not remember 
at that moment. Then, of course, online went wild, claiming all sorts of wild, crazy stories that Keith wasn't murdered, that Keith didn't exist, that this and that. <laughs> and I, it really, it hurt me so badly. I quit reading it. I hardly ever to this day read comments. I, I want to hear healthy criticism. Maybe I can do better. I'm sure I can. <laughs> but I get what he's saying, Cheryl McCollum. If you, but if you don't like it, don't read it. Sure. And Nancy, listen, I don't want anybody to misunderstand where I'm coming from. As a crime scene investigator, as somebody that's going to analyze statements, when you send a statement that says, quote, there is no value in discussing events that led up to her murder or to speculate if she was targeted and why. I got to raise a flag on that, Nancy, because... Well, I agree with you. The police need to be doing that. If it's destroying him and his family, he needs to just bow out of it and, and leave the police to do their work. But to say, I'm done with this, I'm washing my hands, may not be the best way, the best phraseology. I hear you. I want to pause and thank our partners making today's program possible. 1-800-DENTIST. If you're like everybody else, you are really overindulging over the holiday with sugary treats you need to call an awesome dentist and schedule an appointment with 1-800-DENTIST. The specialists at 1-800-DENTIST actually match you with a local dentist that suits what you need, your dental needs, whether there's a cavity, a cleaning, a crown. For a dentist with the latest technology, find a dentist with CEREC, C-E-R-E-C. Dentists can create a high-quality crown in one single office visit. Oh, yes, they can. No more multiple trips. No more spending gaps of time with a gap in your teeth. That's not attractive. With a dentist, you find using 1-800-DENTIST, you get the care you need before the year is over. You don't have to worry about replacing a temporary crown you got in December with a permanent one in January. Usher the new year in with a smile. A big smile, a beautiful smile. Learn about CEREC and book your appointment today. Visit 1-800-DENTIST.COM slash CEREC. 1-800-DENTIST.COM slash C-E-R-E-C. 1-800-DENTIST.COM slash CEREC. 1-800-DENTIST, thank you for what you are doing, giving people a beautiful smile at an awesome price. And thank you for being our partner today. I, I want to talk about the crime scene itself, another thing. Uh, Cheryl McCollum, in addition to the person being there, God knows what time, it had to be 3 o'clock in the morning to get her because I think she got there at like 4, and this person had been there for a while. Not only did they approach the structure, the Midlothian Church, completely undetected on surveillance video, no car was seen, no cell phone, to my knowledge, was alerted or pinged at that area at that time. But they were decked out. They were dressed up in grand costume to disguise their identity. And when you go to that level, that is premeditated. Somebody didn't put on this fake police SWAT gear with the black motorcycle helmet that covered their face and stormtrooper shoes. This is not a real SWAT outfit, but it's somebody dressed up in a SWAT outfit that says police on the back specifically to go into this church at 3 a.m. on the day she was teaching there, okay? That's a lot of prep work to get to get decked out in this getup, Cheryl McCollum. No question, Nancy. And I think it was part of how they were going to get over on her. This woman was in shape. This woman was strong. They couldn't approach her just dressed as a police officer because it would show their identity. But SWAT, obviously, they were shielded somewhat. But they still looked like an authority figure. So that might give them just that second they would need to strike her the first time to debilitate her. So I think it was, again, part of their overall planning, part of their overall crime. While investigators continue to receive tips about Missy's murder, they still have not established a motive. They say that they still don't know whether the killer was a male or female. Now, they are basing the female possibility on the 
the, the way the person walks and the probable height of the killer. What about it, Cheryl McCollum, male or female? You know, it is a little difficult to see, Nancy, but I would have to go with male. Um, I think the type of crime, I think the way that they open the uh, barn door, you know, the way they're going after those handles, the way they're breaking the glass, it just looks like a male to me. I mean, it's so typically male, a male crime. Um, If it were a female, I would have, I would think that a gun would have been used. But it clearly is someone that knew she was going to be there at that time and laid in wait. So weigh in, Cheryl McCollum, targeted or no? No question. Targeted. Revengeful. Planned. Organized. This killer not only knew her, Nancy, but remember it was raining that day. Normally she had her exercise class outside. So she posted the night before that, hey, y'all, it's going to be raining. We're still training. It'll be inside. So this was planned, but organized very quickly. But they knew. They were waiting on her. No question about it. You know, Dr. Brian Russell, lawyer, psychologist, host of Investigation Discovery's Fatal Vows series. What do you make of this person decked out in fake police SWAT gear? What does that mean as it relates to the murder? Well, the fact that the person went to such great lengths to make themselves very difficult to identify uh, suggests to me that they may have been familiar with this setting and they may have known that there were surveillance cameras around and that they would have to be very well covered to avoid being identified on those cameras. One of the things that, as you know, I like to do in these kinds of cases is to see if there's any way that we can extract lessons for the living to help them to reduce the likelihood of their own uh, be- becoming victims. And uh, it's it's not ever, uh, at least in my view, it's never a matter of victim blaming. It's just a matter of pointing certain things out that may actually extract some good from a tragedy. And and one of the things I can tell you, uh, take it from me as the co-host of Fatal Vows, which is about you know spouses who have ended up uh, being murdered for various reasons. When somebody is involved in an extramarital activity, and, and I don't know for sure that this woman was, but there's that suggestion, you actually create multiple risks to yourselves. I mean, this is reason number 500 to not ever get involved in anything like that, because if you think about it, you've got your spouse now who is potentially upset enough with you to do something to you. You've got the affair partner if and when you decide to break it off who may be upset with you. You've got the affair partner's spouse or other significant other who may be upset with you for being a a wrecker of that marriage or home uh, relationship. And so, you know, it is a very dangerous thing in many ways, uh, financially, emotionally, and physically, to get involved in anything extramarital. And again, I'm not saying this woman was. I'm just trying to extract a lesson for our listeners. Alan Duke, joining me from L.A., there's a lot to analyze regarding a little strip mall very near the Midlothian Church. Here we are, early in the morning, rainy day in Texas. There's this surveillance video of a car pulling into a gun store parking lot across the street and down this divided highway just a little bit. Wasn't it a Nissan Altima? Yes, it was a Light in color. Yes, yes. There are 17 security cameras at this, this shop that capture the car pulling in and driving around the parking lot and parking for several minutes and then pulling away. Now, I've made a lot of that. I've made a lot of that. Because it's very difficult for me to believe, Alan, that the two are not connected. But they could be not connected. It's just hard for me to believe that small of a population. You've got a car that's, what did, what did we figure out? X hundred feet, yards from the church as the crow flies. 
Very close. If you go to the back, I've, I've studied that aerial view so many times. If you go to the back of the gun shop and you walk from there through these trees, this densely wooded area, you're in Midlothian Church parking lot in less than five minutes. Right. So about an hour and a half after we see this car, that's when we see some other surveillance video. This is from inside the church. How long after we see the car? About an hour and a half. It's really not that long. But it was approximately 4.20 in the morning Mm -hmm. when Missy goes into the church to set up her Camp Gladiator fitness class. And the killer is waiting on her. He's, or she, we don't even know what the sex is, appears in the video inside the church caught by several cameras wearing the SWAT-like police uniform, sort of a configuration of different pieces, and a helmet. You can't see the person's face. You can't even tell if it's a male or a female, but you see a distinctive walk. What nut job would wear a helmet? It's um like a motorcycle helmet, as Alan is saying, covered in tactical gear, all black. It looks like, to me, black tennis shoes, solid black tennis shoes. And carrying a hammer. And carrying a hammer, which they could have found within the church. There's controversy over whether that hammer came from inside the church or not. Yeah. The several minutes of video that the police have released from inside the church, it's very chilling video that shows this person wandering around the hallways of the church, checking, appearing to check doors and that kind of thing. When I say appearing, I'm wondering if this person is kind of putting on an act and pretending like this Oh, it's so like obvious, Alan. Stop wondering. I can tell you that. <laughs> I can't tell you a lot, but I can tell you that. I've watched it over and over. I mean, it's like the person's wandering up and down the halls, and they get to a door, and they go, rattle, rattle, and keep walking. And they never take anything. I mean, for Pete's sake, if you want money, go into the sanctuary. I hate to even say this, but I was going to say steal this crucifix. I mean, steal something made of gold. Try to find the electronic equipment. They didn't do any of that. Nothing. And if they wanted money, then use that hammer and bash open the the, the doorknob to the office and look for money for Pete's sake. Well, it was very obvious these people weren't there to rob. Well, you just said you didn't know if they were really. They're not. I can tell you they're not there to steal. My point was, we don't know. It appears to me that they're acting as if they weren't familiar with the area. As soon as she walks into the door, from what we're told by investigators, and they're not telling us a lot, off camera, or at least a camera they're not releasing, this killer used that hammer to beat Missy Beavers to death, puncturing her chest and just brutally killing her right there in the hallway. The crazy thing is, we've got all this video, and My guess is there's a lot of video that you and I are not seeing because the police have not released it. And there's been tons of search warrants. There was a search warrant for the dry cleaner when the father-in-law... Which turned out to be sort of a... Took in a a bloody shirt. And he was very open at the time. He went, this is from my dogs got into a dog fight in the kitchen. And uh, there was LinkedIn. There were cell phone tower searches, AT&T, Facebook's. I'm just still wondering about back to that car. I mean, NASA can pick up a picture of a rock on the moon, a rock you hold in your hand. Why can't they get the tag number of that or have they? That is another baffling thing. And let me tell you what's been going on. There's someone I've been in communication with. They've asked me not to name them. But this is just a civilian. This is just a citizen who is really getting into this. And this person has blown up every single frame of that parking lot video. And about every day, I get another one sent to me. What do you think of this? They're trying to see what's in the interior. I want to know. Tell me. I want to know what they're sending you. I want to see it. One of the more interesting things, and you and I have talked about this before, is the license plate you just mentioned, the license plate on this car, this Altima. If you blow it up and look frame by frame on the video, the full video has been posted online by the owner manager of the gun shop, not by police. And we looked at it closely, but if you blow it up, the suspicion here is that that video has been altered to blur out the license plate. I mean, I look at these frames and everything is clearer except you look and as you follow the car, it does look like 
maybe somebody has digitally blurred the license plate. Cheryl McCollum, uh, what do you make of the car that was spotted in the parking lot there very, very early in the morning that uh, the morning that Missy was murdered? Well, Nancy, we do want to find the driver of that car. Maybe they saw something. Maybe they're aware of something. But regarding the license plate, a lot of times when a car either has reverse lights come on or the back lights come on, because the license plate is reflective, on camera, the plate just goes white. It becomes very bright. So it's almost impossible to read the letters and numbers because of that. So that may be one reason they can't extract who that license plate belonged to. Alan Duke, what can you tell me about a a group of experts convening in Austin? The Midlothian, Texas Police Department doesn't handle a lot of these cases, as you can imagine, small town. So they took all of their evidence down to the state capitol in Austin, and they assembled a panel of experts. And Cheryl's probably been involved in these kind of things before, and reviewed for several days all of the evidence. And this was several months ago, trying to get this thing restarted. But as the police chief tells us, it's still an open, active investigation. They've got a full-time detective on this, have persons of interest, are tracking down tips, are getting new tips, but still they haven't figured a motive out and they don't have a suspect. I've got to thank my partner. I have to. I want to because they are making our search for justice possible. And one of our partners that I just love is Super Beats. When my son first heard I was involved with Super Beats, he went, Mom, those are too costy. They're $400. He thought I was talking about this really expensive set of earphones. He's all about earphones. Super Beats, B-E-A-T-S. I'm like, no, my love, no. Super Beats, B-E-E-T-S. You know, Speaking of the twins, wouldn't it be great to have all the energy you wanted all day long so I could, you know, run with them all day? But fatigue gets in the way even for everyday activities. I mean, if you're up at 530 every morning like I am by about 4 o'clock, you're dragging. It seems to get worse every year, and this is why. When you're 20, your body has a natural ability to maintain healthy circulation by age 40. Now, don't blow it, Dr. Brian Russell, but the twins think I'm 11 and a half. Don't mess it up. By the time you're 40, (laughs) that ability has decreased by half, and it leaves you feeling tired. What can you do to get that circulation back and fight fatigue? Drink Super Beats. Listen, Super Beats promotes the body's own natural ability to produce healthy circulation, increase energy and stamina all day long. And only Super Beats is made from beets grown to very exacting standards and then concentrated into superfood crystals for us. So if you want to increase your own natural energy, Call 800-516-0683 or go to nancysbeats.com, N-A-N-C-Y-S-B-E-E-T-S, nancysbeats.com. Catch this. With a first order, you get another free, free 30-day supply of Super Beats, plus these indicator strips to see how Super Beats are working for you, plus free shipping. You're not going to get that at the pharmacy. You're not going to get that at your, your health food store. No. 800-516-0683 or go to nancysbeats.com today. In fact, I need to drink about a gallon right now (laughs) because I need energy. And I want to thank one other partner who is making our program possible, and it is Link AKC. If you're like me, you don't want to leave your pet out of all the fun this Christmas. And here's this year's quote must-have gift. For dogs and their owners, it's the Link AKC Smart Collar. It's backed by the American Kennel Club. It's a GPS locator, a fitness activity tracker, and it's all controlled through your smartphone. It even has an LED light and temperature sensor. Not that I think your dog is going to need an LED light or temperature sensor. I love the GPS locator, and I'll tell you why. I don't have to worry about Fat Boy, a.k.a. Nitro, running down the street and getting run over. I can look straight at this app and see exactly where he is. It's total peace of mind. Then you've got the activity wellness tracker. Doesn't matter how old or chubby your dog is, whether it's a pure breed or a mutt-like fat boy, Link AKC shows the amount of activity each and every dog needs. It's easy to set up, and there are sizes for every dog. It's super comfy. Link AKC, so handsome or beautiful on your pet. 
Check out our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter to see the pictures I posted of Fat Boy. Keep your dog safe, happy, and healthy with Link AKC risk-free 90 days. It's the perfect gift for you and your dog. And right now, 30% off and free shipping on your order if you use code Nancy, N-A-N-C-Y, at LinkAKC.com. Link AKC, Alpha Kappa, C as in cat, LinkAKC.com, code Nancy, for 30% off and free shipping. LinkAKC.com, code Nancy. Thank you for being our partner today. It is chilling to realize that Missy Beaver's killer is still on the loose. This person is likely watching, reading, and listening to everything said about the investigation. There is real fear that this cold-blooded killer could strike again. Because of this, Missy's husband, Brandon Beavers, has chosen not to do media interviews. However, he has been corresponding with us, and you can read his full statement to Crime Stories on Nancy Grace's website, CrimeOnline.com. Investigators are also keeping quiet about their work. While we know some of what they're doing, we've been asked to keep much of it confidential. Midlothian Assistant Police Chief Kevin Johnson did agree to talk to us on the record a few months ago on the one-year anniversary of Missy Beaver's murder. Well, it continues to be an open and active investigation. Um, Obviously, the tips have slowed, um, but we continue to work through every bit of information we have. We have a full-time investigator assigned to this, uh, as well as uh, continuing our collaboration with our uh, other investigative partners, particularly the FBI. Your department and you have been pretty quiet about this over the last several months. Should we interpret that to mean anything? You know, I, th- I think what you have to realize is our, you know, our investigative strategy and our, our media response are two separate things. Um, we decided early on that, that, that the investigation would come first, um, and I think we've stuck to that. When there hasn't been anything to say, we haven't gone out there before the media just, just for the sake of doing so. Um that to some people means that um you know nothing is new or i think some people have mistakenly assumed that that uh, that we're not working on this case and that's that's far from true um like i said obviously the tips have slowed down since the the early months of the investigation um and when we've had the time we've gone back over information uh, conducted follow up and repeat interviews um got fresh eyes to look at the case Nobody here has forgotten about the case. Uh, that's certainly not the situation. I think it's safe to say that in a small town, and what do you've got about 20,000 citizens in Midlothian, it's, it's a lot harder to deal with an investigation and the media as opposed to a big city where not everybody's everybody's neighbor and everybody knows everybody. Is that safe to say? Yeah, that's probably an accurate statement. Because when, when there's a news report or speculation, let's just say speculation, it, it can make things uncomfortable for, and, and more difficult for investigators. It can. It can. And, and again, um, you know, we just didn't want attention for attention's sake or media for media's sake. And, and I know that's been frustrating to some people, but, but we've been very judicious with the information that has been released and, and there's there's a lot of information that that hasn't been discussed and that we haven't responded to because we don't want to we just we want to protect the integrity of this investigation um there are some people who think that that makes us less transparent and then that because it's been a year we should just open the books for for the whole world to see and and clearly that's not a reasonable approach to any kind of police work more especially an investigation as important as this is there something the public can help with i, I know that not long after this murder, you put out some video and you put out the image, that car of interest, for example, at the gun shop. Is there anything that people can look for or anything specifically you would like the public to be aware of? No, not that we haven't already said. I, I, I do want to encourage people if they have information that for whatever reason they haven't shared, maybe they didn't think it was important enough. Um, you never know what, what tip may be helpful in this case. Um, and when we combine that with information we already know, it, it could it could it could be productive. So if there's anybody who hasn't come forward that that has something to say, uh, we certainly would encourage them to do that. Are you still wanting people to keep an eye out and, uh, for the potential car of interest that Nissan Altima that you tweeted about? Is is that still a a thing that you would like people to be aware of? Uh, absolutely, that's still a component of this investigation. That's an unknown, 
and and certainly we yeah we would we would definitely love to locate that car and that driver i know there are people who look very closely at those images and try to figure out what they can from that sure so it's an active investigation you have the detectives working on it regularly and missy is not forgotten i think that's the message today absolutely um again you know you, you have to be careful drawing conclusions from uh, you know a, a lack of us you know, being out on the, the front steps holding conferences when we don't have information that needs to be shared. And and I think the layperson believes, hey, the more information, the better, because you just never know what will happen. And and that, that may sound good until you realize, you know, someday we're going to be sitting in an interview room with this killer, and, and anybody with a computer is going to know every detail about this, this crime. Um, and that's not a good position to be in as a, as a police officer. Um, or or the the prosecutor of the case later on. So obviously we're we're going to treat this this investigation very carefully, and um, and again be be judicious with the release of information. I think it's interesting that you do have to have the perspective that someday this will be in the history books in in a way, and people will look back, and then they're going to find things to to question and criticize. So you have to make sure every step you take is the proper one. Absolutely. And listen, I'll say this, you know, when this investigation does draw to a close, we will open the books. And I would just ask people to reserve their, their criticism for that day. And if we find then that there were mistakes we made, then then by all means, let's discuss it. Give us an opportunity to explain it. Give us, uh, you know, we'll all learn from it. We have probably made a mistake or mistakes that we don't yet know what those mistakes are. But we certainly... We certainly are, are. We think our investigation is defensible. We 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 are. We think our effort is is the best that that this case could have. And so uh, again, one day the books will be open, and 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 everybody can can um, you know make their opinion. Then I don't think it's fair now, before all the information is known, to to draw conclusions about the investigation or what should or shouldn't have been done. Everybody working on this case is dedicated to finding justice for Missy. And, and that's that's our, our guiding principle when we make a decision about the release of information or an interview or a press conference. Again, the investigation and, and, and what we do um, with the media are two different things. I think the public's interest in this case, in particular in our community, is obviously just a reflection of of, of how concerned they are about this case and how they are how concerned they are about our efforts and I get that but you know the speculation you know it goes with the business for us the criticism and the speculation but goodness you know we're talking about human being here with a husband a mother a father three beautiful girls um you know it's it's not just the the subject of of public interest I mean, it's 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 a person. It's a member of our community, and and some of the some of the reason why we and others, I believe, perhaps the family, have have been pretty calculated is because you know there's such a critical analysis of word choice and order and statement. You know, to the extent that I, I think some people feel like they they can't answer a question correctly because it'll be. It'll be picked apart in, in social media, and it'll lead to to more insinuation or, or speculation or assumptions, you know. And, and certainly, we wouldn't let that prevent us from from putting information out there that needed to put out be put out there. But it's it, it's a it's an interesting challenge. It's a it's a, a frustration I, I think of of as the policing field adapts to uh, if you, if you want to call it the social media age. You know, we've, we've got to learn how, how best to, to capitalize on that. Missy Beavers murdered in the Midlothian church. Her children, her three girls, facing life without mommy. We want justice. Cheryl McCollum, Dr. Brian Russell from Investigation Discovery, Alan Duke, thank you. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. 
Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn Nicotine Pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.